Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Suzanne Zarai. I am a millennial living in Las Vegas. I was actually born and raised here. I currently work um, in HR um, in education, and it's fun. Um, I learn a lot. I'm learning every day. And I guess, yeah, this is just where we are. I have a dog who's like my son. Please don't come for me. I understand he's not actually like a human, but uh, this is where we are. Yeah, my daughter is sitting right here, actually, my dog, my multi poo. So I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you on that. The funny thing is that I was just having a conversation the other day with someone, and um, what were we talking about? Oh, I was talking to someone, and they said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to react when I have a child because if I love my dog this much, like I'm concerned. Oh how much I would love a, a person. And I thought she was going to say like, I, if I love my husband this much, or if I, and I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel you. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do because am I going to try to hold my baby and my dog at the same time? Right. Like, what, who like, so yeah, that's just something that I have to work through in the next, in the next couple of years as I <laughs> think about starting yeah. a family. It's hard to pick a struggle, right? right? Yeah. I'm like, I try to explain to the dog now, like one day, we're going to, you know, add a sibling um, and we're going to have to work through that transition together. So I try to prep her now. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you recently had a huge accomplishment. I say huge because there are people who die unable to to do what you've mm -hmm. done. Um, and I'm so excited to celebrate you and kind of understand and share, you know, how you were able to do this. Um, you paid off your debt, right? Like you paid off your your student loan. I don't know what it w was made up of. You can let us know. Like, was it student loans? Was yeah. It um, debt yeah. yeah. So it was actually a combination of a lot of credit card debt and student loan debt. So, um, yeah, just going back to what you were saying, it's crazy. I think. I think it's really, it's something that's not really talked about. I think more so we're seeing a lot of it kind of um, pop up in, in, as a topic in conversation or discussion right now, just because it's such a huge crisis that's, you know, it's not very prevalent in, in households when you talk about it, just because of the justification that goes around it, right? You're going to school or you're doing something that's technically going to move you forward, but we don't talk about the back end of it, which is debt. And it's so much debt. But yeah, I was like in, I'll never forget this number, $67,888.14. And it's gone. It's all gone. I owe no one anything. It's it's a surreal feeling. People are getting engaged, right? And having kids. I'm like, ah, I just paid off debt. So there you go. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's such a huge accomplishment. I can't stress it enough because there are so many things after debt, right? We had a conversation, you know, I think it was probably like a, a month or so ago mm -hmm. um, that debt is like a low level issue, but it's something that people never get past. And when you get past yeah. the debt, you recognize that there's so much more, you know? And so mm -hmm. tell us about like, how did you even decide to get out of debt? Or, you know, was this something you always knew you wanted to do? Or did something happen that changed your mind? Yeah, um, I would kind of say back in 2016, 
like about four years ago, uh, maybe three and a half years ago, yeah, like four years ago, I just kind of, I was kind of going through the motions. I was trying to figure out what it is that I really kind of, the, the direction of my life and where it was taking me and if I was on it. And it just took me a while. And I think once I, for me, like once I got my faith right and I just kind of, things started to fall into place, right? I started meeting awesome people. I started to just have some more clarity and I just started to kind of invest in myself. And I would just ask myself, where do I see myself in the next couple of years, next five years, 10 years? Um, and hopefully it wasn't in the same place that I was in at the time that I was planning all of that. So um, I, you know, I just, I think association is just such a huge thing. Um, I think it's really important that you take inventory of who you're hanging out with and who you're taking advice from and um, the people that are really pouring into you and investing into you or adding value to you, right? So for me, that kind of just, it started to just flow. I just started to get my mind right and I met awesome people and I just decided to get great mentors and and my friends were so supportive. And that was like a real conversation to have too, because your friends are going to invite you out. They're going to do things and they want you with them, right? They want to share the joy of your company, right? And so um, I got to a point where I would just sit and look at how much money I owed. And it was something that I could control, right? I can't really control too much, but I can control how much I spend. I can control how much I save and what I decided to do with that. So, um, and it was not a perfect journey. Trust me, I would still mess up and I would I would still spend money I didn't have at times, um, whether it was because I was uh, supporting my family in a sense or because I was just splurging just because like I felt like I needed to treat myself or need like a quick escape from this super mundane, right? Because it's not exciting. Sometimes you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but we made it and then we did it in like less than four years in an, in a pandemic. Um, and it's still kind of interesting just because, you know, my family's still out of work. So I'm kind of the only one with, you know, the breadwinner in a sense, but I don't know. God's good girl. Can't complain. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, you mentioned a lot of things just now, a lot of of them. So I hope everyone (laughs) is taking notes and ready to go back and listen to the episode again, because it's that good. You, the first thing though, I want to talk about the first thing was that you mentioned justification. Yes. And I think that that's something that we not only do to ourselves, but that when we are around, I don't know if I want to say around the wrong people, when we aren't around the right people, that's how mm-hmm. I'm going to say it, <laughs> that they allow us to do that and they kind of feed into the justification as well. Yes. And for you, what kind of justifications kind of conti- that you noticed that were continuing to come up, you said, well, sometimes I felt like I needed to splurge because life felt mundane. So a justification is like, well, you deserve to do this, this, and that, even if it's on your credit card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so are you asking like, what did that look like for me? Yeah. Or what do you think happens to other people? You know, like, what do you think common justifications might be where people are, are essentially coming up with reasons why they can and should stay in debt when they, when they know otherwise that they don't like it, you know, like no one ever wakes up and says, ah, I'm so glad to be in debt. I don't think anyone has ever said that. (laughs) No, You know what I think it is? And maybe it's different for everybody, but I think the commonality here is when you've been doing something right for so long and you 
you know, and you don't really see too much of a change because if you have a lot of debt and you're doing all that you can, it kind of seems as if you're not really making a dent, right? You're not putting, you're not making any real strides because it's not a huge chunk that you're putting away. But that's not true. I mean, the name of the game is consistency. And you have to like go after the consistency with the persistence that's like out of this world. And that sounds like really dramatic, but I just look at it as working out. Um, when I work out, like you can't just work out one day and eat trash for the rest of the week and be like, oh my gosh, where where's the strength? Where are the abs? It just does not make sense. And so I think you get bored because you expect you expect too much too fast, right? When really it's just small little changes, you know, putting away you know, uh, maybe like 400 bucks or 300 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever the case is, $1,000. For me, it was like how and you have, obviously you should set realistic goals for yourself because if you, you know, with whatever is within your budget and how that works for you, um, you can still, you can still do what you're doing and you should still make time to find things that bring you joy. Right. I think the problem is people, um, they put so much away and they don't allow themselves to actually um, enjoy certain things. Like you should budget for, um, I don't know, like if you, if you like to go out to eat, do that, maybe, you know, whatever that looks like for you once a month or once a week, whatever. But people don't, they're just so set and they're so pumped up in the beginning of their journey and they do it for so long and then they get discouraged when it doesn't, when they don't see it like all gone at the end of like the, the, the quarter or something. And so for me, when, um, when I was just on this journey, I would get kind of frustrated with myself because also, you know, when your friends are not necessarily on the same journey as you and you see them doing things that you want to do when you're done being debt-free or when you're done, you know, paying off your debt, excuse me, like you, you want that right now. And the whole game of delayed gratification is like, just pace yourself, right? And and still enjoy the journey and find ways to do that. Not by depriving yourself all the time, right? But being able to just take a second and, and look back on yourself and say, okay, well, if I want to go out to eat this week, budget for that. If you want the new shoes, budget for that. Don't Don't just spend it right away. And then next thing you know, you have all this guilt, you know? Hmm. I love that you mentioned, you know, you expect too much too fast. Yeah. And I think that that is maybe one of the one of the most prevalent common denominators maybe especially for a generation where we do have access to a lot of fast stuff, right? Like whether it's like the internet, so we have um access to information quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, fast food, we have access to so many there's fast fashion, you know what I mean? Like oh. there's many things that we have access to having and getting fast. Um, and just because it's fast doesn't mean it's for you, you know, that it's that's for your good. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm African, you're African, right? Like the proverb goes, if you want to go fast, go alone, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you want to go far, you need to go with somebody else. And so you need to go with your budget. Okay. You need okay. to go with your plan. You need to go with, <laughs> with the circle of people that feed you and being spiritually aligned and being plugged in in a way that is sustainable. Because when you go fast, you also get fatigued. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you're mentioning in, in building this delayed gratification muscle, right? You're talking about working out is that it is a muscle and you have to exercise it in order to get better at it. Um, and so 
oh, man, I, I don't, and it's, it's tough. It's because it's like, how do you help people understand or how do you teach people, right? Like yeah. how to practice delayed gratification. And I wonder if it's like you start on a small scale before you go big, you know, like, okay, well, let's start with like one no spend day, which means you plan ahead to figure out what you're going to eat tomorrow instead of saying, all right, you need to meal prep for the whole month if mm-hmm. someone is not used to being able to do that. And so um, for you, what were some things that you did, I guess, tangibly as far as actions that helped you to stay on the plan, to delay gratification and practice that consistency that you mentioned is so important? Yeah, the first thing I did was I made sure there was accountability everywhere. So um, what did that look like for me? Um, My friends, (laughs) um, I would just tell them, hey, you know, when they would invite me out, I'm like, hey, you know what? This is just what it's look like. It's look, it's looking like for me this week. So um, I would make sure that they told me if they had plans at least a week ahead of time. And so, and most of the time it was like two weeks ahead of time because I just, I didn't want to set myself up for failure and failure is not like, oh my gosh, you know, the end of the road. It's just more so I didn't want to overspend. Right. And with my family, um, you know, there are times where I still live at home. And so with my family, it's more like, oh, hey, can you grab this on your way home? Or, hey, you know, can you grab um, or go here and and buy this for me if if it's, you know, uh, something that's along your route? And I would just, I had that conversation with them and I said, hey, these are my goals, right? So if I can't afford it, I'm not buying it. So I'm going to need you to do some initiative, right? Take some initiative on your end and plan for yourself, right? This is how much money I'm going to spend on this. If you need me to grab something and if it's within my budget, I can do that. And I have like incredible mentors and I have incredible friends and I would just, I would tell them, I'm like, this is how much I want to, I want to save it. This is how much I want to put towards debt. Like I'm going to check in with you at the end of the month or at the end of the week, whatever that looked like. And, um, you know, just basic stuff like, yeah, meal prep. (laughs) If you have food at home, which most of us do, we just don't even realize you need to take stock of what's in your pantry and figure out how you can make a meal that's going to be beneficial to you. Um, and just budgeting. I, I cut so much stuff out. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't get my nails done for a certain amount of time. I, um, I don't know if this is TMI, but like, I wouldn't go and get a wax. I wouldn't do any of that. I'm like, what can I do around me that is going to be conducive to this environment that I'm trying to create for myself? Right. And, um, that's what I did. I, I would just check in with myself. I still do a budget, um, uh, every two weeks, even though I'm debt free, because there's a lot more responsibility on, on me and I'm saving more right at this point. So it's just building these habits that are going to, um, accelerate your purpose in, in that season. So I just made sure that I was always aware and conscientious of the fact of what was around me better, um, better help me grow. Right. And not set me back. Oh my goodness. Somebody's going to get their whole life together. after listening to this. <laughs> I'm going to get my whole life together after listening to this. Oh my gosh. So many good things. You mentioned, you know, just having honest conversations with those around you and letting them know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we're not we're not shaming or guilting anyone else for what they choose to do. We're just saying, "Hey, this is where I'm at 
And this is what I can and can't do. And in that, hopefully it opens a conversation. And I know that I had gone to, I would go out to eat with my friends, but like they would eat and I literally would bring my own food. And I was like, I I learned how to be shameless in my debt-free journey because I'm like, look, come and tell me something. Like, let the waitress come and tell me something. I'll be like, are you going to pay for this meal, girl? Because I'm trying to be debt-free. So... Um, I think that really being able to practice foresight, um, which to me, foresight leads to, it led to financial success. But then I recognize that foresight just leads to success. Like thinking ahead, planning ahead just leads to success overall. And so um, you doing that right within your family, within your household, then forced other people to practice some level of foresight, maybe not financially, but they had to think, oh, well, what do I need to tell her that to get to from the store? at the beginning of the week, as opposed to on the fly, you know? And so I think that um, being able to slow down, because that makes you slow down your process of decision-making when you practice foresight, because you have to say, okay, where am I at right now? And where do I want to be? And what options do I have to get there? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And just to add on to that, I think um, for me, I was also looking at different ways I could make more money, right? Because of just the situation, I never even forecasted that I would even get debt free, especially this year. Um, in a pandemic, I had originally wanted to get debt free like before the summer, like maybe April, May. Um, but then we went like on lockdown and pretty much my whole family is like furloughed or laid off. And so it was kind of a lot of navigating through all of that, right? Like, we have a home. I mean, we have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. So I'm grateful. And I just, I knew like if it didn't happen this year, that was okay because I was fortunate enough to be able to support my family. Right. And I'm so, I'm so grateful. Um, but I also knew with, with the way things were going, I'm like, there's still opportunities for me to be able to make an additional income. So I was looking at freelance opportunities. I was doing Uber Eats. I still do Uber Eats at times. Um, I was just looking at other ways I could reroute money to myself that way. Um, number one, you never know what could happen, right? We live in a very interesting time. And even if we didn't, you still never know what would happen. So you have to make sure that you are well off for what could come your way. And until I was comfortable enough to the point where maybe people did go back to work or, you know, there was an additional income again, I just made sure that I, we were okay. Right. And that just, and because I had that sort of mindset approaching this, the money was just coming in. And I was like, well, now I have enough where I could still, I could start paying some debt off again. And so I was kind of stagnant for a couple of months during the summer. I, I wasn't able to pay anything off. Um, but then I noticed that, um, the government pretty much put no interest on the student loan payments. And I was like, this is my time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is it. God, I hear you. I know what you're trying to tell me. I was so dramatic. It was ridiculous. And, um, I just took advantage of that. And I was like, before 2020 is over, we are paying every single cent off completely. And it just worked out. It, It worked out and it was, it's awesome. And I'm grateful. And it just teaches you a lot. So you mentioned accountability everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what I think happens is that mentorship, um, purposeful peer support mm-hmm. go un, 
go uh, they're like underrated right like they yeah. they're unused they're not utilized they're underutilized um by people and that we don't recognize how much support we need and so you mentioning you know having accountability everywhere you want to have safety nets for your safety nets you know what i mean like yeah. you could be your own safety net or your own um support and know that you are passionate about accomplishing something but inevitably like there are going to be days when you're tired there are going to be days mm-hmm. when you don't There are going to be days when you want to quit. There are going to be days when someone says something insensitive to you or you're like how much money that you you can make on your check because then you start tapping into your potential and earning more. And you're like, wait, I can earn more. And you start seeing numbers that you ain't never seen on your paycheck in your bank account. And you start thinking, huh, how much is a first class flight to Fiji? And then you have to stay on track. So having, you know, accountability everywhere makes it so that you stay on point. And so I love that you mentioned that because I think people don't recognize that you need to have all of it. You need to have friends, cheerleaders, mentors, mentees. You need to have, you know, you need to be hitting it from every angle. And I think that people don't recognize the seriousness of that. And you said you said the word dramatic twice, right? Like, oh, well, it might seem like it's a lot. Yeah. And it is a lot like you need to take radical action. Is that that's what's helped you to be able to cross the finish line was that you took radical action after you made a decision. Yeah, it wasn't like I'm assuming it wasn't like you when you when you wanted to get out of debt that you had it all figured out. No, you said I want to be debt free and then you figured it out. Yes, I think I think you touched on something so awesome. I one of my closest friends. One of my closest friends, a lot of my close friends are debt free, right? So I got around people who who had what I wanted. So and I I would look at them and I would say, Well, what did you do? You know, what motivated you or what habits did you set in place to get to where you wanted? And kind of just going off of that, one of my best friends said, um, she was like, honestly, if if you if you really a goal, if you really think about it, a goal is just something to aim for, it's something to strive for, right? It's not this hard deadline that you have to make at this certain time because at the end of the day, um, you know, God's timeline is on our timeline. And so, but you have something to work towards. So you have something in front of you that you can say, this is what I'm doing to get to this point. And that was huge for me because um, I think in the beginning when I decided to get debt free and I would just stare at that number um, and it may not seem like a lot to some people or it may, it may seem too much because I know people who are hundreds and thousands of dollars in debt. Mine was only about, you know, six, oh, a little bit over 60 grand. So it looks different for everybody. But I knew I was like, man, if I could just be debt free before 30, if I could just do that, right? And I would adjust those goals along the journey before it was before 30. And then it was like before 28. And then it was like, wow, I mean, I could really do it this year. And matching that work habit with that goal, though. And that was huge for me, because that's something that I'm still working on with a a lot of other areas in my life. But I think you need to be realistic with yourself. And so that's something that she taught me. Um, She said, you just need to match your discipline, right? Whatever that looks like for you with the goal. And even if you don't hit the goal, you know that you already have this consistent, consistent plan in place to where you're going to hit it anyway. Suzanne's gems, y'all. I think that you can put the show over. We're just going to have you do Fridays and make sure people get their money rides. Um, wow. That was a lot of great wow. <laughs> you said you said something about adjustable goals, which 
that in and of itself is phenomenal because I think that what what leads to people getting like analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. and paralyzed to not move at all is because they see that their goal is ambitious and because the, the the goal is ambitious and it would require like a, a maybe a higher level of discipline or work ethic than they currently exercise that they're just like never mind but then you want to create an ambitious goal and then be flexible within it mm-hmm. and allow yourself to know that hey even if I would like to be debt free by 30 and I'm not debt free until I'm 31 well hallelujah by and by at least it's before I'm 60 oh. at least it's before I'm dead you know what I mean like we have to create ambitious goals and then be flexible. So I love that you mentioned adjustable goals because I also think that that's something that helps to break down this all or nothing thinking in our minds. Yeah, definitely. So you also mentioned matching your work ethic or your discipline to your goal. And I was actually just speaking about this where I said, you want to think ahead to the end where you are living your whole best life. And what happens is that because that person in that life is, there's a gap between where we are now and where that is, that we, we don't think we're capable. Mm -hmm. And I think that understanding what what to what level you can stretch within yourself right now to make progress is better than like discrediting ourselves um and not trying so it sounds like you know you you decided what you wanted in your goal and then you started trying different things it wasn't perfect it doesn't sound like every single budget you made was perfect and mm-hmm. every you know what I mean? Every single um, opportunity that you wanted matched up and lined up like the stars or something that you just decided and you started opening or twisting door handles and in starting to twist door handles, some opened and some didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So you tell us again how much you paid off. Um, $67,888.14. Yeah. <laughs> And now the snowball is rolling in the other direction, I assume, that it now is. the count is is stacking up. It is. I mean, you know, I think, you know what they say, like new level, new devils, new uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So uh, for me, I was so excited once I paid it off. I was like, wow, look at that. Now I could just save it all and no big deal. But then, um, you know, with everything that's going on and with like my family, pretty much the only income they're bringing in and it's just one of them is unemployment. And that's such a measly amount. It's not even, it's not even worth mentioning. Um, but it, it's such a great way for me to build this patience muscle that I have because I, I, I think everyone struggles with delayed gratification. And I think at every chapter you're going to struggle with it because, man, there was so many things I, I wanted to do after I got debt-free, right? Because we think about, well, what will happen when we do, right? All the things we could actually um, start purchasing or maybe saving or maybe um, doing things for other people, um, which kind of goes into your why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? So for me, um, when I got to a point where I paid it all off and I was like, oh my gosh, now I can, I've been wanting to get like a, a new wardrobe, right? Starting like from basics, like building my new wardrobe because I've been losing weight. I wanted to do some things for my family, but then I'm now like the only one responsible for paying everything. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm in debt all over again with these payments. And I'm like, okay, well, 
no, you're not, <laughs> right? Okay. Self-talk is real. And I'm like, no, you're not. What you're doing is you're supporting your, your household. And maybe you can't save as much as you wanted to, but you just, you know that you're going to save more because think about the person you'll be coming out of this. And, um, all it did was just motivate me to, to do more, right. To be even more resilient in, in the pursuit of making sure that I'm good. And the money that I am still saving is way, 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 way more than when I wasn't. So Hmm. it's just, I think sometimes, um, getting into this mind frame where, you're like, okay, well now I can save all this money. And I am like, I am saving a ton of money and it feels really good, but there's, it's like something else that comes along with it. Right. It's like this idea that you can't catch a break. When I was like, there are people getting evicted. There are people who are hungry. There are people who um, can't afford to even see their family. Right. And I'm sitting here saying, and not that our problems are our problems, right? There's no, you can't apologize for the problems you receive. It's just more so I can do this. This is a new challenge. And the income is still a thousand percent more significant than when I wasn't. Hmm. Life is wild. You know, I, I, I feel like, and maybe for you, because you said it took you about four years, right? To pay off your yeah. debt. Yeah. That four years ago, right? You made a decision that has essentially leveraged your ability not just to survive now during a global pandemic, during political and like social unrest, Mm -hmm. but to thrive. You know what I mean? A decision you made four years ago, you're benefiting from now. And you couldn't have predicted four years ago that this stuff was. So because maybe what I'm trying to get at is like, if you still had $65,000 worth of debt this year, Mm -hmm. would that your experience of this year to still be in that much debt and it would have been more because of interest you know what I mean do you feel like you would have been more stressed do you feel like you would have been um you know more down more sad what do you think uh absolutely I think it's kind of like you know you have a goal for so long and you've um, it's kind of like what I talked about earlier, like you you don't really see many changes because you're just doing the same thing over and over. And then I just imagine not being able to make any payments at all, not being able to make uh, any sort of significant um, difference in that area, right? And then on top of that, like everything that is happening with um, COVID and you know my family and, and all that, it would have been extremely overwhelming. Now I, <laughs> I have so much peace of mind because now my goals are personal. Right. And mm. they weren't before, but now because that has been taken care of, all my all the things that I want to pursue in the areas of maybe saving or whatever, it's really for my future family. Right. It's mm. really for like my kids and myself and, you know, whatever that looks like in the future. Um, when I know that right now my parents, my brother, my home is taken care of just because I paid it all off. And if it wasn't, I would have been like, oh my gosh, this is going to set me back another couple of years. And then, well, what happens after this? And and I'm a huge planner at heart. So I think um, sometimes when you've been doing something for so long, and then you see this huge like wretch in your plans, you don't know how to respond. When really all my response was great. I have the money. I was using it to pay off debt. Now I could just use it to pay like everything. Everything else. Wow. 
<sighs> I'm so glad to know you. I'm so glad that, I'm glad that you, um, you know, are are so headstrong and you're eloquent in your ability to communicate, you know, your experience. Um, it's so, I, I just know that someone is going to hear this and be affected and, and they're going to, they're going to start taking action or they're going to reevaluate or they're going to start, you know, paying more attention to different areas of their lives. Um, because to be so young and so focused, right, is, is a phenomenal gift to have. And to, to know that the potential, like, for your life moving forward, like, no, you can't save how you would have liked to right now um, and do all the things that you would have liked to right now in this moment. But literally, like, the world is your oyster. And there's so much after debt. There's so many things, right? Like, and I was just saying the other day, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so like so glad to be out of debt because there's so many things to to learn, to tackle, to enjoy, to plan for. Um that I just want everyone to get on this side of the park. I say it's like the it's like the amusement park. You're driving up to the park, you see all the roller coasters, you're really excited, you're with your friends, you're going to meet some people there, and then you get in line. Yeah. Being in debt is like being stuck in line mm-hmm. to get into the amusement park. And some people never get out of line. They just stay in line until the park closes and they never went in. And so I'm like, if you can get past the door, right, you can get your ticket in, which is not going into debt at all, preferably, or getting out of debt, then you go into the park and you can open up this map that's almost infinite and start looking like, which route do you want to go? Like, what attractions do you want to ride? Which, which, you know, superhero do you want to meet today? And I just feel like as many people as possible could come to that realization, find the right support and start walking toward that, that plan. You know, I think that the world would look different too, because at some point, one day you're going to be a huge giver. You know, you have generosity within you and things that you want to either share or support in this world. And your ability to do that is going to be amplified. Money is an amplifier. So it amplifies who you already are. And I'm excited to be able to watch it unfold and to see it and to know you and um, support you however I can and just appreciate you for coming on the show um, and sharing your gems. I don't know if you have any last offerings, but I just have a lot of gratitude and appreciation for you. Oh, okay. Well, first off, I adore you. So ditto right back at you. Um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, honored to even be on this podcast, to be a part of your journey. Um, I guess what I would leave um, everyone with now is uh, don't be ashamed of where you're at. Everyone starts somewhere, but if you never start, then, you know, you'll always be where you're at. Um, You know, you have everything that you need within you to just start. You have everything you need to believe in yourself. For me, I was so insecure. There was, you know, this association with so much shame almost that you acquired this much debt and how are you ever going to pay it off? But you will. It may not be tomorrow, may not be next year, um, but you will. And you're going to love yourself so much more because it's empowering. um, It's invigorating and it really, really motivates you uh, to do more with your life. It seeps into every single area of your life to know that you have the confidence and you have the ability to get to where you want to be anywhere in life. So. I just decided right now as we're talking, because I feel like there are so many people that have been able to pay off their debt this year in 2020 during Mm -hmm. a pandemic, mind you, Mm -hmm. that I want to host 
a virtual, it would have been nice if it could have been in person, but life, virtual debt-free holiday party. Like for to celebrate everyone who paid off their debt in 2020, I want to host like a virtual debt-free holiday party. So you're going to be my first invitation because I just now. Um, and I think that it would be just really fun to be able to sit and celebrate and, and chat about, you know, the, the journey and hear from other people who have accomplished the same thing. Um, so yeah, you're my first invitation. Anyone who's listening, who's got debt-free this year, or if you're debt-free at all, we could just have all the debt-free friends in the group, but we'll be celebrating specifically those people who paid off their debt in 2020. Um, I think it'll be a great way to round out the year and just go into 2021 strong with some knowledge and information and support. Um, cause it's fun to talk to other debt-free friends. I just like having debt-free friends, um, <laughs> but I love it. I love y'all for listening. Thank you so much. We talk to real people about real life and I hope to talk to you next time. Gems. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you. Thank you.